the Bloody Mary, a podcast about horror movies, feminism, and sexuality. I'm your host, Kristen Lighty, and tonight we have with us Alexandra Serpalis, one of my favoritest people in the world. We started Mom Jeans together in Chicago, and I will let you, Alexandra, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, um, I'm a stand-up comic. I'm a good time gal. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but- I think that involves sex work, which I am not a sex worker. Um, I am also a copywriter and um, I'm stuck of being stuck at home. That's mostly what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I met Alexandra probably, oh my gosh, maybe like 10 years ago now. Maybe? I know. Isn't that weird? Ugh. Yeah. So we used to get dressed up in wigs and weird clothes and pretend to be people's moms. I was Jan. <laughs> or no, no. Oh my God. I was Barb. The I was Jan. From, yeah. yeah. The mom from Sheboygan who had no idea her son was gay. And oh yeah. I was Jan. You want to tell us a little bit about Jan? Jan's disgusting in all the right ways. Like she's just the best. <laughs> um, she's got a very filthy mind and kind of like a swingers lifestyle and she does not care what people think about it she's just doing it herself (laughs) i feel like she's totally one of those moms that would have bought high schoolers booze yeah oh definitely definitely because she's like ready to party with them but not necessarily in an inappropriate well in a semi-inappropriate way but she's still fun yeah jan is a (laughs) blast Yeah, we would host comedy shows as these characters and have our other friends be characters as well. We had Danny Gallegos be your drunk aunt, which was to this day one of my favorite characters. I still love that. So good. Maybe she can fly out and do that again. (laughs) Yeah, we should buy her a ticket and just have her do it for us. (laughs) Yep. So I am so excited to have you on the podcast. It's been years of, you know, me being like, hey, do my podcast? And you say, no, I don't really do horror. Um, <laughs> I got you. I got you. So ah, yes. tell us, what is your, how do you feel about horror movies? What's your relationship to them? I don't like them. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not, not a full blanket statement. I actually, I do have some horror movies that I really love. Um, but I'm not a huge horror fan. I don't usually rush out to see horror movies. Um, there's a handful that I really love. And there's um, some that I've seen that I, I didn't care for. And I like thrillers. I like um, spooky movies. And I tend to have like the opposite opinion of the whatever I'm watching I have the opposite opinion of whoever I'm watching it with. Like my friends will be like, that was so scary. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? That was like so tame and (laughs) vice versa. They'll be like also, or they'll be terrified and I'll be crying because it's too sad for me. (laughs) So I'm not necessarily the intended audience for a horror film, but Mm -hmm. um, I have my faves and then I have my dislikes. Um, But I do take recommendations. (laughs) What is like a top dislike? I'm curious. Ah, Children of the Corn. I really oh, hated I that like, movie. You like Malachi? No, no. I was so annoyed with all of those kids. So that was one of the first horror movies I saw. And I was so pissed at every single one of those kids for killing off their parents and stuff 
I'm like, you guys are going to regret this, you morons. Like, why are you being sucked into this? I couldn't understand, like, why they were being so hoodwinked. I'm like, this guy is not that convincing. And clearly he is not a kid, too. Like, please. Mm-hmm. He's definitely yeah. an adult. So I was, I was very, um, very annoyed with their actions. So I didn't love that. And I don't like hands and blenders. Oh, middle. Yeah. Yeah, th- that's a bit much for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I kind of get us, you know, two old spinsters not liking Children of the Corn, you know, children, they're annoying. (laughs) (laughs) These children in particular, I'm like, what? Why, why, Why did they make such bad choices? Ah, Agreed. And like, who's gonna take care of you? Who's gonna feed you? Who's gonna talk to you? Not exactly, you know. No, they didn't have a plan. I'm like, if you're gonna murder off all the adults, at least have like some infrastructure in place to sustain yourselves. <laughs> you at least Don't have a box of little Debbies. No, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, Is, uh, Children of the Corn, the first movie you remembered seeing, horror movie? I'm trying to think because it, it might have been. I felt like I'd seen something before that. I definitely had seen, like, some Alfred Hitchcock. And I don't know if Psycho was included in that. I had to watch that so many times for film class. I, I honestly cannot remember how many times I've seen it now. Um, but I'm trying to think. It was either The Shining or Children of the Corn that I saw first, which The Shining is kind of a lot. Oh, for first, I, first yeah, that's a lot for a little kid to take in, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I still love The Shining. That's actually one of the horror movies that... Um, I get so freaked out by it, but I, I still love that one. That one's, you know, I don't know. It's a classic. Oh, what can you, you know, do? There's a lot of life lessons there for kids. Like, don't bother your parents at work, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and lessons for adults as well. Like, maybe don't become an alcoholic in a old hotel um, that you get sucked into. And uh, don't look at any photos on the wall when you go to Colorado. And, <laughs> and don't marry a writer. <laughs> yeah, don't marry a writer. That's probably the biggest lesson we should take away from that. For everyone, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for us to talk about tonight, Alexandra picked Troll 2, and I still love her. Uh, this movie uh, is the tale of the Waite family who goes on a housing exchange with these farmers and they're going to live off the land. And then they realize their vacation home is infested with goblins that are going to turn them into plant material magically and then eat them. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's like everyone did a bunch of quaaludes and was like, let's make a movie. Also, hey, I can only hope there were drugs involved. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there probably weren't even. I, it's, uh, I'm giving it too much credit. It was a delight, though. It was a treasure I would have not have watched had you not suggested it. Oh, good, good. So, so why did you pick this movie? <laughs> great question um I love a cult classic that (laughs) is definitely something that um well that will draw me to the horror genre I love (laughs) a cult classic anything that gets um a little weird anything sort of low budget that is my jam that is my sweet spot 
And like something that someone clearly put like a certain amount of effort and sincerity into, and it turns out so weird. Yes. I watched a lot of cable access growing up, so I feel like this fits right in. (laughs) (laughs) It does. And you know what is hilarious? Uh, We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording is that the the casting call for this movie, people thought that they were auditioning to be extras, but then it turned out like, no, you're the lead now. (laughs) (laughs) So amazing. What a special miracle this movie is. Yeah, it kind of has very similar vibes to Night of the Living Dead, because like, yeah, for Night of the Living Dead, they were like, hey, do you want to donate to our movie? And you can be in it. It does. I love that. I love that they're just like, yeah, let's just get these people up here, get it rolling. And evidently the, di- the director was kind of persnickety about how they did things, which is amazing because you'd never guess it from watching the film. <laughs> well, I also read that he spoke limited English. So. Yes. He's very, very Italian. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so persnickety and a language barrier. Most of the time <laughs> is also Italian. Yeah. And then Utah. I don't know. Yeah. So there's like a lot of Mormons in it as well, which was interesting. I didn't know oh. if they would want to participate in it, but I guess they did. Yeah. Hmm. They saw this plot and were like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably didn't even see it. They probably were just like, Oh, a movie okay <laughs> that's true actually I read also that most of the cast were never given full scripts so <laughs> even better yeah and and so the dad he's actually a dentist in Utah yes. uh, <laughs> love that for him um, <laughs> my, my favorite though is honestly uh Credence Lenore Gilgood um, oh me too what me a stopper too Oh my God. First of all, she is the best character in the movie. She is, uh, I mean, she's over the top, but she's the best actress in the movie. Um, Her costume is like more than my favorite. I cannot express how much I absolutely love that costume. And the choice of glasses really (laughs) doesn't fit with the rest of it. And I love it. I love it so much. Her, actually, I would say my very favorite thing about her is the fact that most of the time she's sort of like this um, kind of uh, haggard looking witch, not old haggard, but like looks like she might have some sort of disease on her lips and um, some kind of, Uh yeah, some serious dental issues. (laughs) She looks really spooky, but we find out at some point that she's able to transform into like this beautiful, gorgeous sort of vixen lady. And what I realized is that she chose to be all fucked up looking that that. whole time. Yeah. She could have been hot the entire time, but she was like, nah, I'm gonna go for diseased school marm and rock that out all day, every day. So I'm like, what is not to love about her? I love her. Yeah. She, you know, I kind of get that. Cause like when we would do our characters, it was always fun to be someone that was kind of weird and creepy and not sexualized. Uh, it's a fun realm to play in. 
as opposed to the stereotypical, I'm going to be a hot lady, boring. Yeah. Yes. Because she has a moment where she's like trying to like kind of seduce that one guy and that's it she just like and she uses obviously she uses him and then there's so much popcorn in that scene it's so weird yeah, i've but, never seen corn be so sexualized that's, uh... <laughs> yeah, she's trying to lure him in with an ear of corn i mean he was very hungry i do yeah. i give her that but it was an odd choice just the way <laughs> he doesn't like, even he, like it like she holstered it and <laughs> Like, I thought she was going to peg him. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> what is happening with this thing? But truly, she was like, I'll lure him in with his food. And he's like, doesn't like corn. He only likes popcorn. Like, who is this guy? It's so weird. All, all the characters in this movie, it was like, are they talking and interacting with each other? Because it felt like there was no cohesiveness. And they were all just kind of doing their own thing. Um, I'm curious what themes stuck out to you in this movie? Ah, well, that's a great question because it, um, the lack of cohesion in it makes it very hard. However, I do love that there is sort of, um, this goblin cult happening. Like they've all sort of signed up to be in this weird town. Oh my God. I guess also don't drink expired milk. That's a big one. That's a big theme. <laughs> chunky, chunky milk. Um, I kind of love that it's like a overt jab at vegetarians for no reason. <laughs> the only way to really stay alive is to eat meat, which I was like, oh, okay. Are they part of a meat lobby or what? Um, well, you, you know, that, that's the thing that... Uh made me crazy because it was like they gave the special potion to people so their meat would turn into vegetable material yeah. like, just go get vegetables like it's they're so cheap <laughs> yeah yep it's like a real like i think it was all about the loophole for them that they were like we want to eat people but we're vegetarians, so we got to find a way around this. <laughs> I mean, they put a lot of marketing into it. They had, uh, you know, the town named after them, the milk, yeah. uh, what do you call it? Milk. Um, the milk cartons? Like the labels? The milk labels were yeah. named say Noblin. They had a sheriff. Like, why do you need a sheriff if you're just going to eat people? The sheriff was one of my favorite characters, though. What a weird he, like. Yeah, he was a hoot. I looked it up later, and I guess his last name in the movie is supposed to be Freak. Sheriff Freak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's subtle. I did wonder, like, because, you know, they, they, um, they were obviously bashing vegetarians, but it did make me think a little bit about, like, how diet culture is annoying and harmful, <laughs> usually. And I was like, yeah, that feels, that feels accurate. That's true. It's a good point. Yeah, and I, I don't know, it was so funny because they, it had so much to do with food, like mm -hmm. eating and not eating and, and being like converted into something if you eat the wrong thing. That is fascinating. I feel like there's so much to read into there, but it's all sort of slightly contradictory. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they all turn into like a gelatinous pool when they eat the chlorophyll 
thing they're, i guess they're supposed to turn into chlorophyll but when the goblins are feeding on them it, it looks like jello and i'm like that's not vegetarian <laughs> oh you're right horse hooves yeah <sighs> yeah they so all turn into that gelatinous goo except for the one kid who ends up being a potted plant <laughs> oh yes oh man that part is so good i have no idea why he becomes a potted plant yeah, I read that he stood in that makeup for 14 hours. Oh, God. Of course you, he did. Yeah. Of course he did. That seems like the, the whole MO of that movie. Yeah, I feel like they really gave it their all, you know? Yeah. Oh, everyone did. They definitely put in a good effort. Um, and you definitely could tell who the people were that had never acted before. That was very <laughs> apparent. <you> <laughs> so amazing the dad really was my favorite for his lack of acting skills but he put it he gave it the old college try oh yeah yeah I could totally picture him cleaning my teeth yes he really it really dentist really suits him I'm I'm happy he went with that yeah he also like never buttoned his shirt and I guess he I guess maybe he was kind of hunky in an 80s sort of way but you know it's kind of like Button your shirt. <laughs> no, I know because every single situation where you'd be like, there's no way you would still have an unbuttoned shirt. His pajamas like were unbuttoned. The shirt he's wearing in that creepy town he is unbuttoned just every single day. And, and not just like a couple buttons, like all the way. Yeah, it was odd. And also like whoever wrote this plot, like the idea of glamorizing farm life just and perhaps it's because I grew up farm adjacent that it always makes me so angry when people are like oh to live on the land and work with your hands like it's exhausting and it <laughs> smells bad like <sighs> I know well it turns out like they're really not farmers what, no. what are they doing I mean and like even if you are going to farm food needs time to grow like you don't yeah. just show up with nothing like they struck me as such bad parents <laughs> oh my god I know I was like they didn't pack any well they packed a couple sandwiches for the car yeah and that was it I'm like no you get groceries like if you go to any like small town or or like a resort town even like it's really you gotta know where your grocery stores are ahead of time because yeah. it's not guaranteed I've been to Saugatuck, Michigan. There's like one grocery store. Mm -hmm. My friend has <laughs> like six coolers everywhere they go. Yes, yes. That's the whole point. You're supposed to come with all of your stuff ahead of time. Yeah, yeah I thought that was super weird. It was, because then they were like, at one point, Holly, the daughter said, I haven't eaten in two days. I'm like, what? <laughs> I know, I, why, wasn't, why didn't she eat at home also? That concerned me. Yeah, Holly is a weirdo um yeah, yeah you know i think it's one of the themes in this film that jumped out at me is that women can be abusive too yeah <laughs> How he was a real nightmare. jerk yeah oh, i felt bad for that actress because she was clearly very uncomfortable with saying those lines <laughs> yeah she had to mention her boyfriend's nuts and i'm like this poor tween has to say nuts that's yeah, also, can we talk about her weightlifting scene? I know. Why? What was that about? 
And why was she weightlifting in like a high cut leotard like that? She had a weight belt on too. Like what teenager, what girl has a weight belt in the 80s? Yeah, it was bizarre. (laughs) I I did. I was very jealous of her Garfield nightgown though that she had. I wrote down to talk about it. Yes, it's uh, an Aries Garfield. I know. I was so jealous. I'm like, I want my sign on a Garfield tee, like now. Like, where do I get that? What is your sign? I'm a, a Virgo. Ooh, yeah. Nice Virgo Garfield. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Cancer, so I could imagine him, like, you know, a little crab eating lasagna would be very cute. Right? I know. I don't know what he'd be. He'd probably have a loaf of bread, virgin bearing wheat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my sign. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and maybe I could conjure my grandpa in the bathroom mirror then. Oh, yeah. The grandpa Seth. about Grandpa Seth. Um, <laughs> I, well, I feel bad for Josh. Okay, first off, Joshua. Like, just call him Josh. His name's Josh. I, I know. Everyone's like, Joshua. Joshua. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but like, okay. His grandpa died six months ago, and his mom is like constantly, get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's one of my favorite lines when she's like, it is very difficult for your father and your sister and me, his daughter. (laughs) So glad she outlined that. I'm like, oh, wow, we definitely would not have figured that out. (laughs) Now we know the relationships. Yeah. Well, and also, like, Grandpa Seth never appears to Holly. That feels kind of... Yeah, except for the the one time that he did, and she's screaming. And then they're like, now you believe me? Like, poor Josh. Poor Joshua. Even when he appeared to Holly, though, he couldn't have just been like, oh, hey, Holly, is Joshua? He was like, Josh! He's screaming in her face, Joshua! Like, oh, my God. And then when he actually appears to Joshua, he's, like, very nice he's pretty chill he's very excited to see him he just yeah. talks like a normal a nor- well relatively normal grandpa to him yeah i mean for a dead grandpa that's stuck in hell he was the most normal character in this movie <laughs> yeah okay he why planned you, better why do you think grandpa is in hell Great question. Um, pretty sure Grandpa killed someone at some point. Um, not sure who. Uh, I can't quite figure out. Because is it is it hell or is it purgatory or something? Because he, at the end, he's like, gotta go at 6 p.m. I don't know. I don't know where he went. Because the, um, the goblin priest or whatever was like i'll send you back to hell and it's like oh yeah great great point i also wonder how grandpa died was it at the hands of goblins i would think so yeah the man knows a lot about goblins i mean yeah they're wily wily creatures yes um which also brings me to the fun point of like this movie is called Troll 2 but has nothing to do with Troll 1 and does not have trolls in it. No. Zero <laughs> trolls. 
zero trills which so the first time i watched this i was like they're going to a town called nilbog and i'm like that's goblin spelled backwards how weird and then as time went on i was like that's because it's all goblins all the time zero trolls and i i do kind of wonder if a this was created not as a sequel to trolls 2 um, but just like completely independently and then the movie studio didn't know how to market it so they called it trolls 2 or b they didn't have any google translate then so the italian writing staff which was mostly the one woman wrote it um if she translated trolls incorrectly oh maybe (laughs) maybe it's just a combination of all those things yeah zero trolls to be found in trolls 2 or maybe it's just something artsy we're not getting (laughs) yeah i know there's there's probably a lot of hidden meaning that i i laughed through um which is unfair to trolls too um artistic vision (laughs) yeah there was a lot of arts and crafts involved as well green is my favorite color so i did enjoy like the green goo everywhere that's fun yes and some cakes frosted with like extreme green i loved that would host that party oh yeah i love that when they came back to the house and there was like 30 strangers there and they're like we made you a feast and everyone's just like singing the same song for like a half hour uh, you know, no one was like, oh, this is a cult. Like, <laughs> No, it was like, oh, look at this hospitality. Okay, can we talk about my favorite line from the movie? <laughs> yes. When Josh realizes he's got to stop his family from eating the ch- food that will turn <laughs> them into plants. And it's like this super long extended scene where he's walking around the table looking at each of them because grandpa has frozen them. And then he decides... The only way he can do this is by peeing on his entire family and the food. Like. <laughs> so amazing. I That definitely was very unexpected and p- perhaps the most unexpected moment in that movie for me. Like everything was, was wacky, but I was yeah. like, no way they're going to have this kid pee on the food. And they did. I, I was very, uh, you know, I was like, wait, is he gonna, is he, oh, and then they showed everybody cleaning up and dad screaming, you don't piss on hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's yeah. so good. That and then when is. you think the dad's gonna hit him with the belt and he's like, I am tightening my belt one notch tighter so I don't feel hunger pain. Yeah, that wasn't my what? as well. Thought we were going to see some child abuse. That was tense. I know. <laughs> I do wonder if that got cut last minute, like the child abuse, where they were like, oh, we better not. Or yeah. if there were some rules that they didn't know about. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the other big theme that jumped out at me is just the idea of like, Thank God we made it through the 80s. Holy shit. Being a woman in the 80s, like, this movie was so ridiculous of just, like, chasing women, gotta have sex, where are the beautiful, liberated girls? Like, at one point, these three boys, you know, are staying in an RV. With no food, also. No food, 
Uh, is the RV broken down as well? Did I remember that? I don't know. I, I thought the other guys just couldn't drive it. But oh. maybe it was broken down. For some reason, they couldn't move it. No food. No idea where his other two friends are. Uh, you know, and he's still just like, ooh, where are these beautiful girls? And it's like, dude, you're about to die. <laughs> so dumb. The first, the first guy gets out sees a girl running through the woods with like blood on her and her clothing's torn and he's like oh i better chase after her because she might like me like mm, yeah what? get her number dude yeah and then he sees like a um a gang of goblins chasing them and he's like not afraid of them he just like tries to like first of all he threatens them <laughs> he comes comes up and he's like whatever i got this i'm like no you, you don't got this yeah, I was curious, like, how he didn't even seem the least bit afraid. Like, he treated them like they were theater kids or something, you know? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I better tell these goblins what's what. I, I'm the first brochacho in this movie, and I better <laughs> let them know. I'm going to impress this lady. <laughs> Which he did not do, and they ended up eating her, uh, yeah. and he turned into a plant. Way to go. <laughs> oh amazing so what are your absolute favorite parts of troll 2 mm-hmm. okay so yeah wow it really varies i enjoy so much um grandpa seth coming to the mirror i think that is just stellar stellar filmmaking right there i mean all, everything grandpa seth does is ridiculous um so i love all of those moments um i very much enjoy the line about pissing on hospitality because <laughs> it is, it's so good um but yeah i think like anything that involves the witch is also my favorite like oh, yes. she calls holly appetizing and <laughs> like she does not apologize for that like you'd think she tried to cover it up she does not she's just yeah. like yeah she's appetizing <laughs> So that's fun. Um, I liked her house a lot. It was like a weird old converted church. Mm-hmm. And when she goes to like her like Stonehenge cave that turns her young, it's like, oh, that does, it doesn't get better than that. I, those special effects, B-movie special effects right there. Enjoyed oh, that. So good. Yeah, I'm going to Stonehenge in um, November. So, you know, maybe I will have that experience as well. Ooh, oh, then you should watch, this is a random, random recommendation, um, but like, sort of like a made-for-TV movie series from the UK from, I think, late 70s, early 80s, called Children of the Stones, Ooh. and yeah, it's like kind of, um, kind of spooky. I think it was too spooky for children, but not spooky for adults, but very fun. I enjoyed it a lot, and they go to this town wh- where these people are Everyone there, except for a couple people, greets everyone else by saying, happy day. And yeah, there's a bunch of stones and it looks like Stonehenge. So I think you should watch that. Sweet. Well, I'm hoping that it'll fix my teeth and make me young and hot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're already hot. But maybe it'll make you younger. I don't know. I'm going to complain to someone if it doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. I have done my research. I have watched Trolls 2. How come my dress isn't suddenly turned into Elvira's dress? I don't yeah. understand. 
Credence Lenore Gaylgold told me this would happen. I had to Google her name because I stopped the film a couple times. Like, what is she saying? What is yeah. she saying? Oh, I had no idea. I had to look that up as well. Oh, yeah. Um, my favorite part, I have to say, is the ending where Josh Joshua uh, realized <laughs> he can defeat the goblins with a double-decker baloney sandwich. <laughs> The bologna is so messed up too. It looks like oh yeah, um, like just like a can of spam cut in half. <laughs> yeah, and like what you thought was a pita propaganda film quickly became like Oscar Mayer promotional material. Uh, it was yeah, it was so weird. I loved it. That was so funny, and and truly the the end of the film is uh, doesn't get better than that where the the goblins are like somehow follow them home and then his mom gets eaten. I know. And like, part of me was like, Oh, is this a statement on how much mothers sacrifice for their families of their own personal lives? And I was like, you're thinking about it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I don't know why that one goblin kid was always writing on messages on baseballs. Do you know that that is actually Deborah, um, who played the Goblin Queen? That's her real life son. Oh my God, that's so funny. Good yeah. for her. Yeah, they're just a talented family. <laughs> Very. Yeah, okay, so one last question I have for you. How do you think the family aligned this housing swap? <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. Before like, the internet, like, Yes. So they seem to be very tied to these, to goblins too. Like, obviously Grandpa Seth has a lot of, of knowledge about goblin, goblin culture, their diets, their murdering habits. <laughs> um, yeah. He's got that whole book that he's reading. Uh, and I guess the book he brought with him to hell. So that's cool. Uh, you can bring stuff with you. Bring now I know. Bring a book and a sweater. Yeah. A pretty cool sweater. And so they seem to be sort of like linked to the goblin world, which also, so the dad gave me sort of a shining vibe actually here where he's like taking his family on vacation to this horrific place that he's drawn to. It was all about his agenda. No one else was really on board with it, but the dad really, really wanted to go. So he clearly. Hmm? You know, what's interesting too is grandpa didn't like the dad. Yeah, Grandpa's right. Dad was dumb. Yeah, he said that his uh, daughter married that good for nothing. Which oh yeah, felt unresolved. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I wonder if if the grandpa like knew that this this dude had goblin connects, and they were like out to get him. I mean, clearly it was like solicited to the dad that a goblin probably came to his door with a pamphlet and was like you're going to want to come to Nilbog where everything's slow and it's fun. And we got milk. <laughs> rotten um, milk. Yeah. yeah. Rotten milk <laughs> and plenty of food, plenty, plenty of food. <laughs> you know, it does, you know, like now that we're talking about it, it does feel like a metaphor for like how the Trump cult grew in rural areas, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, ah. I, I, I always assume, like, I think probably also children of the corn has, for me, like rural areas immediately, I just assume that there's either like cults happening 
or there's murders happening. So whenever I hear about like people who are like, oh, I grew up on a farm. We never locked our doors. And I'm like, okay, yeah, were you looking (laughs) to get murdered? Is that how this works? But I also assume that all forest preserves have dead bodies. So um, needless to say, I watch a lot of true crime. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Once we're done recording, I have to talk to you about wild crime. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I first started watching Troll 2, I was I was of the mindset of like, what the hell is this? But I grew I grew to love it, love it so much. Thank you for bringing it into my life. Oh, my pleasure. Honestly, I also have to give credit uh, to Leanne Yopes. She was the one who showed it to me. I'm like, what's this going to be? And I was like, oh, Leanne gets it. She gets oh, it. She knows I love yeah. a cult film. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, it is so funny because. She was on the podcast and we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street and the mom from this movie reminded me so much of Nancy's mom. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. That's weird. I wonder if they were like going for that in the casting. Probably not because was there, the casting seems arbitrary, but. (laughs) Maybe in the back of the mind, they were like, I want someone blonde and on quaaludes and. (laughs) Yeah. She's got to be a little out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. This mom. Wow. Um, R.I.P. mom. That was I know. Fun. That's a rough ending for her. Because I feel like, yeah, I guess, who are the people who got killed in this? It was just a couple of women. Oh. Of course it was. Yeah. Yeah. Did any of the men get killed? Uh, the, te- the horny teens. Yeah. Oh, did they? Did they get killed? I can't even remember. Uh... I just rewatched it. They were so memorable. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I'm like, oh, I guess so. The potted plant team. Yeah. The boyfriend made it back okay. He did, yes. He's part of their family now, apparently. They're, you know, 16 and going to get married, I guess. Yeah, well, he can be the new mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just step right in, take care of things for them. So helpful. Yeah. Um, Do you have any final thoughts on Troll 2? Um, I would recommend that everyone see this at some point. I know that, like, um, I guess when the the documentary about it came out, and I think about 2008, there were quite a few screenings of it because it was, like, really hitting its, its fandom at that time. But I say we bring it back. Like, why did that fervor die down? It's still amazing. It's still got all the characters we know and love, special effects that will blow your mind. Um, And I want to bake those cakes. (laughs) Next time we hang out, we'll make a green cake. Yes, it'll be amazing. (laughs) One thing I found out too when I was researching this is the the woman who played the uh, troll queen, she is like an environmentalist. So she's got a Facebook page called... uh, going green with the troll two queen and (laughs) yeah she seems really fun we should uh have her come do mom jeans or something yeah legit and that's like a great way to utilize the publicity from the film like there's a lot about plants there's a lot about plants in this movie that's excellent good for her yeah, she was amazing. She was my favorite part of the movie. And I related to her so much about, like, I don't know, just aging and stuff. I felt like, yeah, I get you, troll queen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Well, Alexandra, would you like to plug any projects you're working on or let people know where they can find out more about you? Sure. Um, I have no projects I'm working on. What? <laughs> Actually, I, I love your hashtag hustle, hashtag grind. <laughs> yeah. I have not no grinding, no hustling over here. Well, actually, I am going to start a TikTok channel uh, with my friend Betsy. She's got a thrifting business, and I'm doing characters in thrifted clothes. So look out for that. 100% will watch. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, but beyond that, I don't have a ton of projects happening. But you can find me on most of the social medias at Keen Observation. That's usually my, my handle. And um, yeah, hopefully it'll be coming to an internet near you soon. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. It was super fun to have you oh, on to talk about thank this you. artistic masterpiece. <laughs> thank you for having me on. And I'm so glad I, I got to discuss a, such a delightfully campy film. That's I love nothing more than that. And I may, I may try to like work up to some um, spookier movies this Halloween season. So I'm open to recommendations from you. And if, if people want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Keener Observation there as well. Send me some, some recs. I, yeah, I, I, there's, I go through these little phases where I'm like, I'm going to watch some crazy, scary movie. I read The Ring and then watched th the movie and I loved that. So like, I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> yeah, well, you heard the lady. Send her some recs on Twitter at Keen Observation. We're going to convert her, so. <laughs> yeah. It's like the goblins. We're going to get you. <laughs> yeah, as long as I don't have to drink any rotten milk, I'm down. I mean, you might have to. But... <laughs> There's a gallon of chunky milk right before you watch this. Four gallons, actually. Yeah, yeah. Makes me <laughs> better. All right. Well, thank you for doing the podcast. Have a good night. Mm -hmm.